about? Well, I sure do appreciate the opportunity for the brother letting me be on tonight and to be with y'all for y'all's midweek podcast. But I'm just going to be reading this four verses out of the book of Deuteronomy. We're just going to read the first um, four verses out of Deuteronomy chapter number three. And like I say, it is a privilege to be on here. I do appreciate this opportunity. And I'm just going to read down through four verses here and try to bring y'all a simple thought. I taught Sunday school on this before up at my church. And I've been up to y'all's church before. I go up to Little Ivy Baptist Church. And I was just wanting to, I was, and we were in Bible school this week, and we was doing a Bible trivia, and the Lord brought this back to my attention, this thought here. And he gave me a couple more things on I just wanted to go over it, and I pray it's a help to someone to, that may listen to it tonight or in the near future here. I just want to read these first four verses. The Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter number three, Then we turned and went up the way to Basham, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edri. <clears throat> and the Lord said unto me, Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Shion, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. So the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Basham, and all his people, and we smote him until... Um, none was left to him remaining. Verse number four says, And we took all his cities. At that time there was not a city which we took not from them. Three score cities, all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Basham. Let's go to the Lord in prayer just for a moment. Ask him to help us as we try to break this scripture down. Lord, we love you. And we thank you, God, for the opportunity to be on here tonight. God, we thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord. Thank you for all that you've done for us. We pray, God, that you'll just touch our mouth and our mind and our nerves for a moment. Lord, as we try to bring this thought across, God, the airwaves to the people that may be listening. God, I pray that you'll just touch each and every heart and each and every life, God, each and every object, God, that's on these people's heart that may listen. God, just touch it and work in their lives. Lord, I pray this will be a help to somebody that listens to it, God, here in the near future. God, I pray that you'll just touch them, Lord. They may not need it right then, God, but they may face one of these, Lord, sometime in their future, God, or later on in life. I pray that you'll just help us, God, to stow it away in our heart. And remember, Lord, what your word says. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name, amen. I just want to look at these verses for a moment here. Um, I just want to break this down. I want to preach on this for a moment. And um, like I said, I'd already taught Sunday school on this. I just want to preach for a moment, though, on this, of how to face your giants. Um, there's a lot of giants. You might say, preach what you're talking about. There's a lot of giants. This is, this is obviously a typology message. Now, don't fall out with me here over this. This is a typology message. There's a lot of types of different things we see throughout um, the Bible. There's a lot of pictures of Christ, we know, throughout the Old Testament in several different spots. Uh, and there's just some different things we can learn and we can glean from. Um, a lot of people, and it seems like in the Baptist movement, only like to um, glean out of the New Testament, or they like to preach out of the New Testament, which is a great thing to do. But there is plenty of help to be had out of the Old Testament, too. Um, it shouldn't be discounted off. I just want to look at these verses for a moment and preach to you on how to face your giants. There's going to be a lot of giants we're going to face in life. I just want to say this before I jump into this. There's going to be a lot of giants we face in life. We're reading about a physical giant, an actual giant that lived in Bible days. And I'm going to give you a little bit of history on him here in a minute and kind of break this down, hopefully. But um, we're, we're talking about a physical giant, but there's a lot of giants you may face in life. There's a lot of, there's a giant's out in the world right now, we know we have this virus going on. There's a lot of tension among Americans. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of giants that don't seem they don't seem um, that we'll be able to overcome them. And without the Lord, we won't. 
Um, there's a lot of giants out here that we see like um, alcohol, drugs, um, this abuse, different things. We see this trafficking. That's a giant. That's just that's terrible. It's just something so sad that we don't know how to face on our own. And we're not going to be able to defeat them without the Lord's help. But I just want to break this down on how to face your giants. You, you may have some kind of personal giant out there that some, some here that's listening to this tonight or whenever they hear this, they may have some kind of personal giant in their life that's hindering them maybe from serving the Lord. They may have some kind of personal giant in their life that's um, keeping them from doing something that the Lord wants them to do. And I just want to try to give you just a little bit of help that the Lord showed me on how to face your giants. But we see here um, in um, Deuteronomy chapter number 3, here in verse number 1, the Bible says, Then we turned and went up the way to Bashan, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edri. Um, we see here Og, he, he was he was one of the last remaining giants we know, as we'll learn here in a moment. Um, he, he was one of the last remaining giants. I just want to do a little comparison to him, though. There's, there's a very famous physical giant. And like I say, I'm, I'm just trying to give you a type here of we're going to face some giants in life. They faced a physical one. We're going to face spiritual giants, if you will. Um, I just want to kind of compare a couple of giants in the Bible. Um, Goliath. He would probably be, I would say, Brother Wood, the most famous giant that we'll read about in our Bible, the most remembered, if you will. Um, he'll be their most remembered giant. We know how David slew him um, with his sling, with a smooth stone. Um, we know that story about how that David wouldn't put on Saul's armor because he had not proved it. And he went out, and um, with God's help, he said, in the name of the Lord of hosts, and he, he slung that stone, he killed that giant. We know that. But um, I just want to read this. In 1 Samuel you know, um, 17, chapter 17, verse 4, the Bible says, And there went out a champion out of the camp of the Philistines named Goliath of Gath, whose height was six cubits and a span. I just want to try to compare um, the sizes here, maybe, of Og and Goliath. Um, this is just something that was kind of interesting, I thought, that the Lord showed me. Um, you know, Goliath, it says his height was six cubits and a span. And this is just something for you to chew on. In Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse number 11, um, it says, For only Og, king of Bashan, remained of the remnant of giants. Behold, his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. It is not in um, Rabbath of the children of Amnon. Nine cubits was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it, after the cubit of a man. We see here in First Samuel, it tells us that Goliath, he was six cubits tall, which is um, approximately eight to nine feet, somewhere around that area. Um, but we see here that Og's, his bedstead, it says his bedstead was a bedstead of iron. It says it was nine cubits was the length thereof. Now, I don't know about y'all. This is just something to chew on. It's kind of funny, I thought. But I don't know anyone that's got a bed that's um, three cubits, probably longer than they'll be. So that just leads me to believe that this was the largest man in the Bible. I mean, um, he was his bedstead was longer. I don't know no one. I mean, maybe you do. Maybe you have a bed that's long like that. But mine barely holds me. I'll say that much. But anyway, um, we see that his bedstead was nine cubits, was the length thereof, and four cubits the breadth of it after the cubit of a man. It says after the cubit of a man. It, he was a very very large giant. He was possibly larger in Goliath. That's something to chew on. Um, a lot of times we may face one giant, but sometimes later on down the road, I'll say this, there'll be even a larger giant come along. 
there'll be something even larger in life come along that, that throws us off more than we ever thought we would get thrown off. It may hinder us more, and it may just come up before us, and we're just thinking, wow, how in the world can we do this? How can we, um, how can we face this thing? How can we face this giant? I just want to try to give, I want to break these verses down here in a moment. I'm just trying to lead you up a little introduction to get into this thing. But, um, I, I, but we might question, how could we face these giants? And it's just, it's just some, it's some help that the Lord showed me. I was facing a giant when he showed me this stuff. And I, I was, I didn't think I could overcome it, but the Lord really helped me with these verses. But we see here, I just, um, the name Og means long-necked. I, I use my strongest concordance. I was trying to study it out as well as I could. Um, he, he was one of the last representatives, if you will, um, of the giants, um, of Rephaim. I hope I said that right. But he was one of the last representatives of the giants, um, one of the last ones, um, you know, I believe that your Bible will mention in here. Um, you know, there, there's, like I've previously mentioned before, there, there's going to be several giants that you're going to face in life. Whether it's in your spiritual walk or whether it's in your physical walk, there's going to be lots of giants that you have to face in life. But we're just, I'm just trying to focus on the spiritual ones. I mean, there's so much hardships and so much going on right now that there's no doubt someone may hear this later on that's facing a giant that may need help. But we see here, I just want to break these four verses down. I ain't going to be awfully long tonight. The Bible says, Then we turned and went up the way to Basham, and Og, the king of Basham, came out against us, he and all his people, to battle at Edri. We see here that um, it says they turned and went up the way to Basham. They didn't, they didn't turn tail and run when their giant was in their path. I noticed this. They didn't turn tail and run. Um, they had, you know, they, they were there. They have to, I just want to say this, you have to turn to your giants. It says, then we turned and went up the way. They turned to their giant. They didn't tuck tail and run. They didn't get afraid. They didn't run away. They, they wasn't saying, oh, I'm sure they thought in their mind, Lord, this, this, this bunch is going to kill us. No doubt. This is a mighty bunch. This is a extra large human like Goliath. He was defiling the armies of Israel. Um, he, he was the champion of the Philistines. Goliath was, and no doubt they were scared of Og. He was probably a very large man. This was a time when kings went out to battle, so I'm assuming he was out here battling. But we see um, you have to turn to your giants. You have to face them. Sooner or later you have to face them before they face you. A lot of times if, you'll get, if you can turn to them and you can go ahead and make, you can just go ahead and get to going towards them and try to defeat this giant in your life, you, you have to turn towards it. You can't be in fear and run away from it. And we know it takes the Lord's help when we turn towards our giants to face them. We know it's going to take his help. But we see here they had a decision. They had a decision. They could have, they could have, they, it says, then, they, then we turned. They didn't have to turn. They could have turned and run the other way. But they turned and went up. It says they turned and went up the way to Bashan. And Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He came out against them. He was there fighting them. They was facing this giant face to face now. They had a decision to make. We can face this giant that's bothering us right now, or we can tuck tail and run. We don't have to stay around. They, they, could, they didn't have to stay around there. They could have been very afraid and they could have ran away. It reminds me, over if you go on over a few chapters, you don't have to turn there, but it reminds me of Joshua about how the Achan, he had sinned, and you know they, they were going up to battle, and they should have destroyed that such a small unit of people, but they, they, were, they had sin in their life, and they got whooped. I mean, it just, they got whooped. That's all it was. They got beat, and they should have won easily with the Lord's help, but there was some sin in the way. But we see they had a decision to make. They weren't going to 
these these people were going up to face their giant. They weren't the um, they were not just going to be defeated. They weren't going to run away from it. They had a decision. And if you have a giant in your life, if there's something holding you down, if you have something so big in front of you, you've got a decision. You can turn to it and face it. Maybe maybe someone might be addicted to alcohol. They might be addicted to drugs. They can turn to it and face it, and they can get some help. The Lord will help them. They can seek help through the Lord at first and foremost, and they can seek help other ways. There's other things they can do to be helped with stuff like that. Um, different things to do but we see there's a decision to make if you're facing a giant you're going to have to make the decision that you want to face it you're going to have to face it if you're ever going to defeat it you're going to have to face it you can never win a fight with your back turned to nobody i've never seen nobody win a fight with their back turned you have to be facing them you have to be able to see what they're doing but we see here they also had a destination they had a decision to make they also had a destination I want you to notice here it says, And Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He and all his people to battle at Edri. They were going up to face him. They were, they, were, they were going towards him. We see that they turned and went up the way to Bashan. That was, um, and Og, the king of Bashan, came out against us. He and all of his people to battle at Edri. They had a destination. They were trying to get somewhere. If you have a giant in your life, and we're looking at this from a spiritual aspect as well, we have a destination. that we're, we're, If you're a saved person, you're going to heaven one day. We have a destination. They had a destination they were turning up to go to. They had a decision to turn, but they had a destination they were going to. Our destination, if you're saved, is heaven. We, we can't let these giants get us down and get us out of the battle now. I mean, it's getting so close to the finish line, we can't, we can't just let them get us down. We've got a destination to get to. We can't let them just get us down and beat us out of this thing. I mean, the Lord could come back in a few days. I mean, he could come back in 50 years. We don't know that. But when he's going to come back, we know he is coming back, thank the Lord. Um, in this wicked world, that is a wonderful thing to know and have peace about, I'll say that much. But they had a destination, and our destination, if we're saved, is heaven. But we can't let these giants, we've got to keep our eyes on our destination. We can't get our eyes on these giants so much that they keep us down and out. And we can't, we can't do nothing for the Lord. We can't win people to the Lord. We can't witness. We can't get up and sing a song. We can't teach Sunday school like we could. We can't testify with God on us. We can't do anything for the Lord to benefit the Lord because we'll get our eyes so focused on these giants when we should have kept them focused on the destination. But we see here, <clears throat> we know they, they went up to battle. They, they went up to battle their giant. Um, Ephesians 6 teaches us about the spiritual warfare that we're in. It gives us all the components of it. Um, of all the all the bodies of the armor, um, but it also speaks of the fiery darts of the wicked that will be thrown, and they will be thrown. Um, I preached a message not very long ago about this, about um, taking a dart but not yet defeated. There's going to be darts thrown. Uh, the best, um, like I heard a man say, a preacher friend say, the, um, there's going to be a dart thrown. Sometimes it will pierce in through your armor where you least expect it, to the side or anywhere. Um, even if you have the armor on, sometimes a dart's going to hit you. So you, when you get in battle, you you better be prepared. You better have your face turned to them to face your giants. But we see here, <clears throat> the Bible says in Deuteronomy chapter three, verse number two. Now we just read verse one. We seen we seen <clears throat> you have to turn to your giants. We seen they had a decision, and they had a destination. But we see here, in verse number um, two out of this chapter, it says, "And the Lord said unto me." Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people in his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Shion, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. We see here, <clears throat> you have to trust in your deliverer. We see you have to turn towards your giants to face them, but you have to trust in your deliverer. It says, The Lord said unto me, Fear not him not, for I will deliver him. 
the Lord, we see the we see here, I, I want to notice this. We see the person right here of the delivery. We see the person of the delivery in chapter or in verse number two, excuse me, of chapter three. It says, And the Lord said unto me, it capital L O R D, that's that's God Almighty. It says, Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand, and thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Shion, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. We see the person of the delivery. That that's God. He's the person of the delivery. I mean, he he's never made a promise that he's not kept. He's never done anything that he's not he's not come through on or done good on. I mean, he's been he's been better than good to all of us. If we'll just be honest about this thing, there's not a man on death row that can't say God Almighty's not good to him. But we see the person of the delivery was the Lord. I mean, he, he's he said he was going to deliver him, and you can go ahead and take it to the bank. He did, and he will. The Lord tells us, he, we, we, may, we may struggle, and we may have things in this life that get us down and out, but if you're saved, he, one of these days he's going to come back, or one of these days you may go by the way of grave, but you're going to go be with him. I mean, it's going to be all taken care of. Regardless, it's going to be taken care of. The Lord is going to take care of it. We see the person of delivery. What, what, a, what a great promise and what a great victory to have deep down in your soul to know the person of the delivery. But you, ha you have to trust in the deliverer. We, we know that you have to trust in him. Um, I want to say this, though. Um, if, if you're lost, you know, and you need a Savior, um, turning to the, the Lord Jesus will be the best thing for you to do. If you're facing a giant and you're out there, we just, we just got through um, looking here in verse 1. I was just thinking of this as I seen that. It said we turned. Um, there has to be a turning towards Christ before the Lord will help you with this, these giants in your life. You may be, you may be facing the giant of... Um, being lost brother they may be somebody you know facing the giant of being lost they may be going to hell they may not know the lord jesus um you have to turn towards the lord if you'll turn towards him i promise you he'll run to you and he will save you it's he don't he'll in no wise cast you out the bible says it is his, no, it's not his will that any should perish but that all should come to repentance and all means all and i'm glad of that he'll not turn you away but the lord will help deliver you i mean he, he will help deliver you. we've seen the personal delivery but we see here the promise of the delivery it says in verse 2, it says, Fear him not, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. And thou shalt do unto him as thou didst unto Shion, king of the Amorites, which dwelt at Heshbon. He just compared this right here. He said, he just told him, he made him a promise, the Lord did. He said, you're going to do unto these, unto this people as you have, you have previously done unto Shion, king of the Amorites. You've already done it. Um, now David said this. I just want to read this verse to you right quick. David said this in um, Psalms chapter 3. He said, Arise, O Lord, save me, O my God, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. Right here, you know what he's saying? He's saying, he's saying this unto the Lord. He said, Thou hast smitten all mine enemies upon the cheekbone. Thou hast broken the teeth of the ungodly. I, I have no doubt, Brother Boyd, I think back on this verse right here. I, I can strongly believe that he's, he's remembering Goliath. Right here, when he when he slung that stone and hit him in the head, he, he says he's smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Um, David was a fierce warrior. Um, I, I just see here. I, I just have no no doubt that David, right here in this verse of Psalms, is referring to when he defeated this giant in his life, the giant that came out in his life. He defeated him with the Lord's help. He said he come in the name of the Lord of hosts. The Lord had to empower him and help him. We know that. But he, he's just thinking of this. He's thinking back to times that he's been delivered before. And there's a promise of the delivery. Whether it's the way you want it to be or not, the Lord will deliver you from these giants one day. But these are some, this, I'm just trying to go through a few things. Whether it be by heaven, you know, the Lord will deliver you from it one day. But I believe there's some things we can equip ourselves with down here to face our giants with the Lord's help and he will help us. Amen. I firmly believe this. But the Bible says here, 
In Deuteronomy chapter 3, in verse 3, I just want to read these couple verses here. I ain't going to be awfully much longer. I'm just going to give you just a couple more points. I'm going to be done. And the Bible says, So the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Basham, and all his people, and we smote him until none was left to him remaining. And we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took not from them. Three score cities, all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og, and Basham. We've seen here in verse number one, <clears throat> you have to turn to your giants. Um, they had a decision and they had a destination. But we see here in, in the second point in verse number two, we've seen that you have to trust in your deliverer. We've seen the person of the delivery and the promise of the delivery. Um, those are both very true statements. The Lord, like I've already mentioned, he's, he's never failed one and he ain't going to start today. He's never failed one. But we see here that in verse 3 and 4, we see that you then after this has happened, you know, after we realize the person of our delivery and the promise of it, after we really get that through our head, we realize we can, we can triumph over our giants. We can triumph over them. Um, we, can, we can have that victory. We can have the victory over them. We see, we see here it says, um, So the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Bashan and all his people, and we smote him until none was left to him remaining. We see here in verse number 3, we see the deliveries continued. It's continued. It started here in verse 2. He said, they said, the Lord said unto me, fear him not. That, that would have been enough right there. He didn't have to go on and say anything else. That would have been enough. That would have been plenty enough to go ahead and tell him that they were going to be fine. He said, fear him not. That's a capital F right there. The Lord's making a statement unto him there, if you'll notice that. It says, for I will deliver him and all his people and his land into thy hand. He made him that promise there. Um, you know, they, there was a delivery taking place. He said he's going to do it. It says, so the Lord our God delivered. We see that there was a promise of a delivery, and we see that the, they, there was a delivery made right here. In verse 3, it's just the deliveries continued. I mean, it was just as good as done when the Lord said that. It was just as good as done. And I will say this, the Lord, anything the Lord has wrote in this, he's had any man, he's inspired any man to write in this King James Bible, it's as good as done. You can go ahead and mark that down. It's just as good as done. But we see here, so the Lord our God delivered into our hands Og also, the king of Basham, and all his people. And we smote him until none was left of, to him remaining. He, he had wrought this great victory. The Lord, they, they smote him until none of, was left to him remaining. They, they, they beat him. They whooped him bad, if you will, in, in mountain terms. Yeah. Yancey <laughs> County terms, if you will. But they whooped him bad. I mean, they, they, they smote him until none was left to him remaining. Um, but the delivery was continued. The Lord, like I mentioned, he, it was just as good as done in verse number two. And it, it was carried out in verse number three. But we see here, verse 4, the Bible says, And we took all his cities, <coughs> we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took not from them. Three score cities, all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og in Basham. We see here in verse 4, the deliveries complete. We've seen it was continued from verse number 2 into verse number 3, but in verse 4 it's complete. It says, and we took all of his cities, we took all his cities at that time. There was not a city which we took not from them. That, that, that looks like a complete, victory, a complete victory to me. They took all their cities from them, three score cities, all the region of Argob, the kingdom of Og and Bashan. They took everything he had. There was a complete victory over this giant, a physical, a complete physical victory over this giant. And I'm going to say this, there can be a complete spiritual victory over the giant you're facing in your life. 
There can be a complete victory. The Lord can give you a complete victory, and He wants to do that. He wants to give you that victory. He wants you to draw close to Him. I believe it was James wrote, if I'm not mistaken, draw nigh unto Him, and He'll draw nigh unto you. We see, though, when the Lord is drawing a sinner from, um, and when, it's, when the Lord is drawing a sinner through Holy Ghost conviction, we see that the Lord does the drawing. We know that. We know the Lord does the drawing. But we see um, when, after the Christian is saved, um, if you're going to face your giant, you're going to want the Lord on your side. Um, if James wrote about us, from what I gather from that verse, it says draw nigh unto him and he'll draw nigh unto you. Now once we're saved, it's our responsibility to draw nigh unto the Lord. It's not that the Lord just runs off and leaves us. That's not what I'm saying. He said he'd never leave us, never forsake us. And I believe that to be a truth. If I ever say anything, I believe that's true. But we see it's up to us to draw nigh unto the Lord and draw close to Him so we can face these giants. I don't want to face my giants in life with way away from the Lord, walking maybe backslidden out into the world and knowing I'm not doing what the Lord wants me to do. I don't want to walk that way. I want to be able to face my giants with the Lord's help. We've seen here in these, just these um, last three verses of this, the first verse told us about what they were doing. They turned against their up to their enemy. They, they were going up to overtake him. And we've seen that there was a great delivery wrought unto them, unto these um, people here of Israel. There was a great delivery wrought to them. And um, boy, there can be a, a great delivery brought to you. Um, the Lord will bring it to you. I mean, he, he, he wants to help you. But he expects you to do your part as well. There, there's a lot of times, and I found this true in my life, I'm almost done, I promise. I'm not just rambling. I just want to say this. I'll be done in a moment. But um, a lot of times in life, I'll find that I myself create most of the giants in my path. I found myself creating most of the problems in my way. My mind is, I'm my biggest enemy. I've said that many times. I will work something up in my mind, and I'll, I'll have a giant created right in front of me when it's really not no bigger than a little mouse. I'll have it created. I'll make, as the old saying goes, I'll make a mountain out of a molehill. I mean, I'll have it worked up in my mind. And sometimes there are literal literal giants that we face spiritually. And sometimes there, there's going to be literal giants we may face physically through sickness or something of the sort like that. I mean, I hope and pray you're not facing real giants and fighting them in real life. But <laughs> we see that you can have victory over these giants with the Lord's help. The Lord wants to help you. He, he, it's not His will that you just be out here trying to face them on your own, not trying to whip them on your own. He wants to help you. He wants to bring victory into your life. He wants to help you where you are. He wants to come meet you where you are. Yeah, this was just a simple thought, I understand, but the Lord laid this on my heart, and I feel like this is what the Lord wanted me to wanted me to try to give you all as a thought for a moment tonight. But I appreciate the opportunity from your pastor, and we'll close out in a word of prayer. I pray this has been a help to someone. Um, tonight and whenever you listen to it out there in the future but always remember you can face your giants with the Lord on your side the Lord wants to help you with this he doesn't want you to have to face it on your own and I'm going to close out in a word of prayer brother Lord we love you and we thank you God for the opportunity to be on here tonight I pray that you'll touch God each and every person that might be listening in God to this thing whenever they hear it Lord if they're facing a giant God I pray that you'll bring that victory God that you brought Lord the nation of Israel we, we realize Lord for you to bring these victories oh God we're going to have to be walking close to you we're going to have to have you on our side, God. We're not going to, we don't, we can't just scrape you up under the rug, God, and expect you to do everything for us like a magical genie. We know that you're able exceedingly abundantly to do all things. We know this, but you expect us to do our part as well, God, I believe. I pray that you'll just help us, Lord, to try to live close to you. Lord, we thank you, God, for all that you do, Lord. Thank you for saving us, Lord, in such a way, God, that we, we know that we're saved and we don't have to go to hell, God. Thank you for that opportunity. I pray if someone's lost, God, that hears this, I pray that you'll deal with that heart and save them. We love you and thank you, God, for all that you've done for us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.